Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. I'm Good. a little cautious because I'm trying a new way of recording podcast, and I'm a little like, is this going to work? Am I crazy? But I think it's gonna. I think it's going well so far. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it's the first recording using this new setup. So part of me is like, yeah, we've got to find out one way or another. So, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. How's the weather your way? It is gorgeous out. Yeah. It's been so nice. We Yeah, we slept with the windows open last night because it's, uh, it's in the 60s. Oh, nice. That's, that's getting cooler here. And we're getting all your birds, too. They're coming to visit. Oh, good. You can keep the Canadian geese. We don't want them. Um, that's okay. I mean, I'm 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 open to all birds, but yeah, I've heard horror stories about them. Oh, luckily they keep they keep flying over us. They're so the they little, go further south. They're the literal worst. They're just the worst animal, in my opinion. <laughs> so whenever I talk to people in Canada, it's a, it's the most hated bird of all the birds. <laughs> yeah. So I, there must have been some things that have happened. So, you know, I I say they're like the karen of the bird world like they just gawk and to get territorial and you know they're not fun so but anyways um yeah it's uh cloudy here windy a little rainy pretty much the usual so uh and yeah this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment in case you were wondering but as always we'll do our best to help as always uh, including our friend Eduardo, who says, 
Nerds, what are your thoughts on the dreaded friend zone? Is it the end of the world to be friend zoned? Uh, I think friend zone is a bit of a odd way of approaching, you know, two people not being into each other, whether it being reciprocal or otherwise. Uh, I think when two people are not interested in each other, a there's no requirement that you have to be friends. Like, you know, it's not like every person you go on a date with, you're like, Oh yes, well I'll keep in touch and be friends with you. No, there's a lot of people that realistically you're just going to probably never contact the rest of your life. Uh, and that's okay. You don't have to keep in contact with everybody, but also too, there's also the issue of, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, if you be friends with somebody, there is, always a chance that you could date them in the future there's nothing saying that once you are in the quote-unquote friend zone that you're in there for life you know there's always a good chance that you could be friends with somebody and date them in the future so i don't like this idea of being in the friend zone and you're you know perpetually there you know dating somebody can come from being friends with them first so i don't really like the term friend zone to me it just seems very uh stingent and in a lot of ways sort of I guess limiting of what somebody could possibly be or not be uh, in many ways. But what do you think, Steph? Yeah, I think the term friend zone, I think it's just not a term that is very promising because a lot of people go from being friends into relationship. And in fact, I think those relationships tend to last longer when you have that basis of friendship. So I don't think it's really dreaded. I think it's just a stage that you're in and look at it more as this may be a jumping off point. And it's also good to learn how to be friends with someone that you're attracted to and just keep it platonic, too. So, no, it's not the end of the world to be friend-zoned. I mean, and I would just look at it as this is a normal way that people interact. So it doesn't mean that it's... Like you said, it's it's not a... It, it sounds like a derogatory name. And it's just sometimes you're just friends with people and it turns into something else. So yeah. think of it as you know, we're platonic with potential, possibly. But also pick up on the hints that it might not have any potential either. Listen to that. Yeah. And you just never know where things will go with somebody. And I, again, mm-hmm. I just don't like the, the limiting term of friend zone. Because it, it to me, it kind of says you're friends with this person. And you'll only be friends with this person. And again, things change. Things fluctuate. And again, you might not even be, want to be friends with somebody. You know, I, I can think of dates myself where I thought, just thought I don't ever see this person again but you know it is what it is and i know some people are obviously different in this regard but uh i think a lot of people would probably agree that yeah it's there's nothing wrong with just moving on with your life and doing something else mm-hmm. if that's yeah so let's stop using the term friend zone yeah let's just get rid of it get rid of it altogether all right do you want to read jordan's email Sure. She says, nerds, I slept over at this place this guy I'm seeing. He's a really nice guy, but I was shook when I discovered that at 35 years old, he uses a nightlight. I want to really look past it, but it seems like a weird thing to me. Am I wrong in thinking this? Am I being overly critical? Jordan. Jordan, there are quite a few people that need a nightlight. It could be that he gets up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and wants to be able to see where he's going. Uh, it could be that he does have a fear of the dark. That's normal, especially if someone's been through a trauma. Uh, that's uh, fairly usual that that happens. So uh, it's not a weird thing. I think I think that a lot of people do use nightlights. 
Um, am I wrong in thinking this? I think maybe you just don't know enough about it, and maybe you look up uh, reasons why adults may use nightlights. And again, sometimes it goes back to trauma. Sometimes it could be PTSD. It could be fear of the dark. It could be just basically being able to see where they're going in the middle of the night in case they have to get up and go to the bathroom. Are you being overly critical? Um, it, I think you're not used to it, so I think you have some questions about it. So I think the best thing you can do is educate yourself. And you can also ask about it too, but you, you, you want to ask about it in a in a friendly way and just say, "Hey, you know, tell me about your nightlight. Is um, are you afraid of the dark?" And you say it in a very non judgmental way. You can say, "Do you have some concerns about the dark?" Or tell me about your nightlight. You don't say, "Hey, I don't know anybody else uses a nightlight. Why do you use one?" You just say, "Tell me about your nightlight." Mm. So, what do you think? I guess to me, this would be like a yellow flag. It's not really an issue in and of itself, but I would wonder maybe is there some issues that he's maybe sitting on that are displaying as a symptom of the nightlight, the nightlight. I personally, I don't know if I would necessarily say it's normal to have a nightlight, but there are maybe some situations where it would be needed. And if he's using one and there's maybe some issues that need resolving, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really focus so much on the nightlight, but more so if he's got some, you know, issues resulting from trauma or whatever else, he should kind of re work on resolving those, uh, especially if you're going to be in a long-term relationship with him. So I'll uh, add that even if you get uh, help for trauma, sometimes you still need to have some assistance or accommodations, including a nightlight. So he may have already gotten treatment. Um, and also in some families, you just have a nightlight on. Um, sometimes that's just typical sleep time behavior. So uh, I, I think that Jordan's just not used to it. Yeah. I don't know. I would say maybe, maybe see why he uses the nightlight and go from there. But I don't know. I can see some situations where, yeah, sure. Like maybe he just wants to see where he's going when he goes to the washroom or something. Or maybe he just... You know, or maybe who knows, maybe he's got some fear of the dark or who knows, right? But you don't know what really is the reason for it. And who knows, maybe you might just say like, hey, I, you know, I don't, I feel a little bit weird about the nightlight. He might just go, yeah, well, I'll get, I'll get rid of it. I don't need it. So who knows? Use the word weird. You might want to say, hey, so tell me about your nightlight. You know, yeah. Do you have issues with sleeping uh, with the lights out and or tell me a little bit more about that. Just do it as an open-ended question. But I wouldn't bring up the word weird. Yeah. I, I think then they're making a value judgment. Yeah, I wouldn't, I maybe was not quite wording properly, but what I'm saying is like, you know, you might just want to find out why he's using it. And you know, there's valid reasons. And we've said this before, but you can break up with someone for any reason. Maybe you're just not comfortable with this for whatever reason, you know? nothing holding you back from breaking up with this guy again regardless of where you stand with it or not but i would maybe find out more before you make a judgment call um and like i said there's always a possibility he may just go yeah i'm dropping it i don't need this actually so all right uh brian says nerds i've been swiping on tinder and sometimes i swipe right on someone who i later find out is trans one even message, messaged me, sorry, before I could unmatch, and I mentioned I don't date trans people. And they got angry with me and said I'm intolerant. I really don't think I am, but I don't want negativity hovering over me while I'm trying to date, Brian. Uh, Brian, I think, you know, it's one thing if you were being disrespectful to somebody who identifies as transgender. 
to say that it's just not something that you're looking for in someone that you date is a completely valid reason. Uh, you know, just like any other number of factors, you saying, I don't want to date somebody because maybe they're underweight or overweight or whatever else, you know, there are many factors that go into the, the kind of people that you want to date. And whether somebody is transgender or not is one of them, admittingly. And, you know, there's no way around that. Now, are you being intolerant? Are you being rude or anything? I, I don't think so, but... Maybe just be really cautious in how you approach this and, you know, try to be as respectful as humanly possible. But do let the person know, like, this is just not something that I'm into. And I do think maybe one other thing you can address is maybe just make sure you're reading the profiles properly. I know a lot of people kind of just tend to get a little swipe crazy and then find out later they swiped right on someone they shouldn't have. Maybe just slow down. You know, there's a lot of girls out there. There's no need to rush into swiping with 40 of them in a day take your time and read the profiles and make sure that when you're swiping on someone, you're not setting up false expectations that they're going to have. Cause when you swipe right and they swipe right and they match with you, they they're going to think, Oh, this guy read my profile. So I think maybe that's where a lot of the issues are coming from as well. What do you think? Steph? Mm. I think it's always tricky because you, you want to know what you're looking for, but at the same time, yeah, I think you have to watch the way that you're wording it. And if someone messages you, and you're not interested in that person you just say hey you know i'm not interested at this time and if they say that if they get angry and say you're intolerant well maybe just not answer that yeah um and then you know yeah look at you know the reasons for that is it just that that's not something you're attracted to or um you know negativity hovering over you um i yeah like like um kurt said make sure that you're not swiping by accident so maybe make a, a deal with yourself that I'm going to swipe, you know, this many profiles where I'm going to spend this much time per day doing it. And that's it. And that kind of slows you down from doing that. Um, so I, I think that, you know, it's always tricky when we tell someone that, that, that who they are is not what we're interested in. And you have to be really careful because, you know, based on your wording and sometimes your actions, you may possibly look transphobic. So we need to make sure that the way that we're phrasing it, I, I think probably it's more important to say that this is your, this is a preference you have rather than anything that could be construed as possible hate. Does that make mm. sense? Does, does it make sense to me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does yeah i mean I, Brian, I, I, because you know obviously brian's not here but no um, it's just yeah i think a lot of it is the way that we word things we have to we need to be respectful and kind to people yeah i think it's a i think it's just sort of uh i think it's a this is a double-edged sword it's the or you know there, there's two issues here one was that yeah he he swiped right on someone he should he obviously wasn't interested in so that either way like whether the person was trans or gendered or not uh that would have still probably been an issue potentially and then you also have this which you know i'm wondering how he handled it too but you know yeah because uh, brian one thing that, that kind of stood out for me is you said one even messaged me and just the, the way that you phrased that isn't necessarily respectful so i think maybe look at the way that you're presenting yourself to people and see if there could be uh, idea that you are 
being negative towards somebody. Yeah. Because one even messaged me, is there something about that, that that dehumanizes? And I don't think you meant to do that, maybe, but I would just kind of look at what your phrasing is. And, and, and maybe that goes beyond just people are transgender. Maybe there's, maybe there's other areas of life. Just look at how you're responding and seeing if there's a way that you could do that in a kinder way. Yeah. I think, too, it's just oftentimes that, yeah, we, we just maybe think a little too in the moment and maybe don't quite think of how something's coming across or how someone's interpreting things. Mm -hmm. So it's always good to just take a step back and, you know, think of where this other person may be and, you know, wording your thoughts carefully as to not rub them the wrong way. But I mean, if this person messaged you and correct me if I'm wrong. So he swipes. I'm trying, I'm trying to see how this works. So one message you forgot unmatch. Okay. So this is someone that messaged you. So she messaged you without you having a chance to swipe no, right? And so you could just say, hey, I'm interested. I don't think that... You didn't necessarily have to say you don't date trans people or trans. No, because on Tinder, if you if someone messages you, it's because you've both matched with each other. So, oh, yeah, okay. There's no okay. way that somebody can message you unless you're, you swipe right as soon to say, yes, I'm interested in this person, and they do the same. So Okay, yeah, I, so control your swiping. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because it's like, I, I think this honestly just could have been really just stemmed from just reading the profile, because if you read the profile and they say, hey, I'm I'm transgender and that's not something you're into, swipe no, you know, simple as that. But I'm guessing that Brian and many others who are doing online dating don't do that. They just look at the one picture and go, oh, this person looks attractive, swipe right. Oh, this person looks attractive too. Swipe right, and th they don't quite read too much. And it doesn't take that long to just scroll through a profile and just read it quickly. Most of them are like less than two sentences at the most, so it, mm -hmm. it's not that hard to just do a quick read. And you know, yeah, there's going to be the off time where maybe they don't mention it in their profile, and you find out later that you have no way of controlling. But you know, if you see it in the profile and that's not something you're into, just just swipe left and say no. So. If somebody sent messages you and says like you're being hateful or intolerant, you don't necessarily have to answer that. I don't. No. It doesn't say Brian whether he answered that or not. But we don't always have to respond to someone's accusing us of something. No, I. Uh, you know, there's the unmatch option. You can always unmatch with them, and that also removes the message from on both ends, so they can't message you. So if somebody on Tinder is being like that, and you don't want to engage with that, which you should probably shouldn't. Just unmatch them and move on. So, but lessons learned, both for Brian and I'm hoping for everyone else. Because I I think this is something that happens a lot. People just swipe and then they realize, oh, mm. this is a person I don't want to date. And then mm -hmm. they either unmatch or some people will even tell you like, hey, you know what? I I'm just not interested in you. So, it can hurt feelings. Mm -hmm. So just be careful. Yeah, I think anytime you have like that kind of speed dating style, it's kind of like. It's kind of like the McDonald's of dating. It sounds like you know, like <laughs> like it's designed for you to do it quickly. I think we really need to take a step back and pause. What? Why am I on here? What am I looking for? Yeah. Let me define what that is, rather than just swipe, swipe, swipe. Because it's designed for you to swipe, 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 yeah. really quickly. And I think there's a payoff to doing that. And we have to really look at is that in our best interest. Yeah. And yeah, it's part of online dating. It's just the world we live in now too, right? Like, 
you know, there are going to be transgender people who are using these apps. And, you know, that's just something if you're if that's something you're very staunchly against. That's, and that's, again, no judgment. That's fine. Uh, you got to be careful because, again, you have to acknowledge like that's the dating world we live in now. So anyways, uh, do you want to read Marie's email? Sure. And uh, Marie says, nerds, I'm a married woman, 56 years old. My husband's 61. We have two children. One is a son who's 21, another who's 17. The 21-year-old doesn't live with us anymore. He lives in an apartment off campus. Our 17-year-old lives with us. I was coming through our bank statements as I noticed irregularities and noticed a charge for $150 every two weeks, but it was an ATM withdrawal. My husband and I are the only ones with a pin, so I asked him. He claims that he pays all our, our insurance bill in cash, which struck me as weird. I hate to admit this, but I hired a private investigator. It was nagging me. Luckily, the ATM location was listed on my bank statement, and it shows a date and time, so it wasn't hard for them to find him. The PI told me that he's going to a bathhouse and spending time with other men. This is a huge issue, obviously. I've decided that divorce is the only option, as he's been deceptive in the past. And if he's into men, he wouldn't be attracted to me, which makes sense as we haven't had an active sex life in almost two decades. My issue is we live with our 17-year-old, and I'm worried in the ramifications for him. He'll be graduating high school in June, so I'm wondering if I should wait until then or serve my husband papers now. Marie, this is a really tricky question. So first, just a, just a really quick. So, um, yes, you have been betrayed. Um, just to clarify that, um, that if your husband's attracted to men, he could still be attracted to you if he's bisexual. So I just want to clear that up. But I know that's neither here nor there because of what you're going through. Uh, but you know, the uh, the fact you haven't had an active sex life in two decades, he's been deceptive in the past. Uh, it sounds like you're really clear about what what you need right now. Uh, your 17-year-old may be aware that something's going on. Um, kids are pretty smart and perceptive. So uh, whenever I have people come to see me for couples therapy and they tell me that the kids don't know that they're having issues, the kids usually do know. Uh, mm -hmm. And also I've seen couples where they wait for the kids' sake and then get divorced later and the kids say to them, why didn't you get divorced earlier? So the kids are pretty resilient. Um, now, if it means that he's graduating, he's going to be going to a different high school because of where you have to live, then that's a problem. And I'd say, you know, in that case, yeah, you might want to hang in there till June. Now, it depends. Can you, the two of you live under the same roof in a way that it's still healthy and conducive for a relationship and that, you know, a work, a co-parenting relationship I'm, re I'm referring to, and also one that does not make your 17-year-old feel uncomfortable? Uh, so, you know, I'd say if you can stay in the same school, then, and it doesn't matter if you move out because he's still going to be going to the same place, then, you know, it sounds like this is a big enough thing that you are no longer interested in staying with him. Uh, but, you know, June is only, what, like six months away? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it really depends on how you and, and your soon-to-be ex are co-parenting together. Sometimes co-parents can stay in the same house and work out their stuff, and the kids do not get involved in it which they shouldn't be anyway uh but it may be that the feeling of betrayal is so strong that that you feel like you cannot stand another few months with this person so you also want to talk to an attorney about um what's called your your marital home um and figure out who uh you know who's going to stay there and who's going to leave uh or um, are you both going to leave but again you know i would recommend staying in the same school district at least uh, so your son does not need to change the schools or maybe your school district allows you to move and he can still go to the same school 
Uh, so again, it really depends on if you can pull off a, a okay co-parenting relationship. Uh, there's a lot of hurt feelings here, so uh, it might be better just to give each other some space. And again, as long as you can stay in the same school wherever you move to, I, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. What do you think? I think there's two things to well, two main things to consider. Uh, one is that you know this is obviously. Uh, you know, your youngest son's last year in uh, high school. And uh, that comes with a lot of pressures. Uh, you know, a lot of times kids are trying to figure out which college or university they're going to. They're trying to figure out who they're going to go to prom with. They've got so many things pressing. Adding this to his plate, do you think he can handle it? Because if you don't think he can, I don't think you should mention it, at least for now. Um, you know, only, you know, your son and only, you know, if that's something that you think he'd be capable of handling. Uh, the other flip side of that is if you keep it from him and you don't mention it to him until later, but he finds out that, you know, you guys have essentially sort of pseudo ended the relationship a while ago, he may feel like he's been deceived or, uh, led to be, you know, mistrusted or whatever, uh, or misdirected. So that's that's an issue too so i think it really boils down to what kind of person is your son do you think that he can handle this information at this time or do you think it's better to wait if you wait do you think that he potentially may be a little bit more upset then and i don't think there's going to be a clearly right answer i think there's going to be a few different ways you can go but I would sort of just weigh the options and think of which one works best. Um, if you are going to end things, um, you know, maybe consider too that it will take some time too for the process to complete. You know, divorces seldom take, you know, a short amount of time to process. It can take quite a few months anyways. So I, I also don't want you to expect that if you serve him papers, the whole process will be over quickly. Uh, your husband will probably need some time to move out or you'll need some time to move out. So there's a lot to consider here. Um, and again, do you think your youngest son can handle it? I think your oldest son is probably not a huge concern if he's not living with you. Obviously, you'll still want to tell him. But um, yeah, I think, you know, divorce, choosing that as an option. Uh, I agree with Steph there's a possibility he may be bisexual. Um, maybe you might want to ask, but I, again, I kind of feel like you've made up your mind on this and that's not a bad thing. You know, you know, the history of you and your uh, husband uh, more than we do. So you would know if maybe this is just one issue in a book of many, or if this is an isolated incident, right? So I don't want to make a judgment call on that. Cause only, you know, the history of you and your marriage, but uh, yeah, I would maybe if you if this is what you've decided upon, I would yeah mainly consider what kind of impact this will have on your son and maybe just do your best to mitigate it. That's the, probably the best thing you can do. My guess is if you have discussed this with your husband at home, which I'm almost positive you probably have, mm -hmm. uh, and it may have gone into arguments or a lot of anger, your son most likely does know what's going on. Um, he may not share that with you, but he most certainly does uh so keep that in mind and also 
make sure that you do not make him a deciding fact. Like, like you don't want him to give his two cents on what he thinks you all should do. That would be inappropriate to do that. And I do see sometimes parents getting into that where they want the kids to decide. And please never put your child in that position. They are young and impressionable and they do not need that type of responsibility or guilt is this is strictly between you and the other parent and also going to couples counseling isn't just for repairing a relationship it's also for learning how to co-parent effectively and that may be something that you want to consider yeah and it may be that your 21 year old is affected too because he's known you as married people for longer so don't underestimate the, the impact this could have on him and also, you know, one of the things that couples counseling do is you can figure out how you're going to talk to your kids about this. And, you know, I don't think the reasons why uh, should be shared with kids because that's between the two of you. And also it's, it's your, even though your husband's betrayed you, it's his right to decide if he wants to disclose his information or not. So uh, I would say, you know, usually the, the line of, you know, things just aren't going to work out. We try and it's just not going to, you know, that applies to a variety of, of situations and it's being honest, but you don't need to tell your kid the whole truth, even if you are angry about things. So just keep that in mind. Don't, don't use your kid as like an emotional outlet. In other words. Yeah. hundred percent. And again, I don't think there's a, a clearly right way to do this, but I think just mm -hmm. sort of, Doing your best to keep everyone in mind is the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of people that are willing to help you with this because it yeah. can be a, a real change mm -hmm. for everyone. True. Okay. Well, that's it uh, for this week's episode. Again, you can go find Steph over at stephaniecircus.com. Gaslighting. Check out book. Gaslighting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, you're already going to plug my book. Sorry. I spoke uh, over you. Yep. Gaslighting. And then Talking Brains, the podcast. It's the podcast. Yeah, we just got a new episode. If you're the parent of a preschooler and you're about to lose your mind because of being quarantined, go ahead. There's a new podcast episode on how to cope with parenting a preschooler, especially with ADHD, especially during a pandemic. So check it out. There you go. Uh, I'm over at threeangrynerds.com where we have podcasts up every other day. Uh, so it's usually something for you everyone to listen to so give it a listen if you like your movie reviews or video game stuff or whatever else you may be into all right until next time everyone bye for now bye everybody